0: And somebody's trying to call me. And I don't have them in my phone. So guess what I'm not doing? Answering it. I don't ever answer the the, phone anymore. The days of answering my phone when it's a random number. It's over. Are behind me. It's over. When was the last time you answered your phone (sighs) and you didn't have the name in your phone? And it was a pleasant, wonderful thing. Uh, uh, 25 years ago?
1: Yeah. Before I had a cell phone.
0: Like, remember when you first got your cell phone you were like oh this is cool i'll never get a cold call the only people that have my number are people that i want to have my number right and it was like that for 10 years and then at some point like two or three years ago my phone company just said hey hey all you people that want to annoy and fuck with people here's all the numbers yeah but here's bob schneider's first and foremost Please call it all the time from here on out. God damn it! Really? Hey, everybody! Welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I'm playing basketball later. I've been shooting, are you really? Been shooting hoops. Yeah, dude. When you get into something, you really get into it, don't you? Well, I've been taking a, been
1: getting a lot of a lot of heat the last few weeks about my love for michael jordan it's been an interesting couple of weeks but yeah who's giving you heat just i'm having to explain myself a lot for liking michael jordan buying jerseys wanting to shoot hoops you know i've uh, podcast people old friends of mine people on instagram it's been mildly exhausting
0: don't they know who you are they obviously don't know who you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's I have felt that way. I felt like, wow, I guess people don't know me that well.
0: You know? Here's what I know about you. If you're gonna have pizza rolls, <laughs> you don't have six pizza rolls. No. no. No, no. You have fifty-four pizza rolls. I need two bags. Fifty-four. Well, no, it was more than that, two. wasn't it? It was two bags of ninety. It was nine it was ninety. 90- it was it was ninety six pizza rolls. What's ninety-six divided by two?
1: I don't know. Fifty 54. 40, 40, 40, fifty four forty four fifty twenty-five thousand. Uh yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. If you're gonna 47, eat
1: Forty seven the pizza 46. rolls,
0: you eat all the pizza rolls. If you're going to get into Jordan, you buy all the jerseys and you fucking start shooting hoops. You don't just fucking watch it once, you watch it how many times have you watched it now? Four. Four times. If you're into the human centipede, you're watching all the movies and you're watching them multiple times. They obviously don't know who you are.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. They're actually the first person that's been like, "Well, of course you do." Yeah. It's not. It's it's not shocking at all. It's a lot of people going like, "Wow, man, you like really are getting into it." I'm like, "Yeah, of course I am." Fuck you. Why don't you get into something? Yeah. You know, when I got into Bob Dylan, I could now write a book about Bob Dylan. I now know almost everything about Bob Dylan because I read like 15 books about it.
0: Yeah. Oh my. I I like Metallica. Let me, let me do the most successful Metallica podcast of all time. Exactly. Exactly. See, you get it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You get it, bro. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So, and also it's this good exercise. It gets me outside and it's just something different, man. I've just been a certain way my whole life in terms of like, I don't know. I'm trying to just do unexpected things out of, out of interest to myself, you know, like, yeah, I've never really been a guy that followed a sports team. And I'm like, fuck it, man. When the NBA kicks back up, I'm going to pick a team and I'm going to follow that team through the rest
0: of the season because I've never done that. Dude, I'm telling you, there's something, I never did it either. And then a few years ago, I got into football because of my son. And now I'm just into it, not because of him or anything, because the world is hard. Right. And the world is full of chaos and craziness. But here's what I know. There's a game, and at the end of the game, somebody's gonna have more points than the other person, and they're the winner, and I like it. Because that's real easy, and I don't have to do anything. I can just watch it, and then a little time goes by, and old Bobby, bad brain, is feeling real nice for a little bit, and then people are like, hey man. Fuck you and your sports team bullshit, man. What are you dumb? I'm like, no, man. I'm just need a little bit of balm on my fucking wounded bad brain, and this does it real nice. Yeah. So go f yourself forever. I'm
1: the same way. They're like, really, man? It's Bulls sports jerseys now? Like you're gonna get in the NBA? I'm like, hey, man. I'm just a fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a fucking guy.
0: Dude, that's the other thing, too, right? I'm just a guy who knows too much. You're a guy who knows too much. Well, here's the other thing, dude. I always thought, I ain't you. (laughs) I'm me, man. I'm me. I'm me. I'm me. I'm me. But here's the thing, dude. Get a divorce, and you realize, oh, I'm me, but I'm also everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you just go, oh, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. I'm everybody. And there's something wonderful about that, actually. There's something really nice about knowing, oh, I'm just like everybody else. I mean, I have my own unique thing that I'm, I'm but I, at the end of the day, I'm still like everybody else. And it's nice. There's something really nice about that. It's comforting.
1: I absolutely it, agree. It's why we love movies and music. It's why we love the same story told over and over. About exactly. love and about right. overcoming odds. It's why Michael Jordan inspires people who don't give a fuck about basketball.
0: Yeah. Don't give a fuck about basketball. Love that documentary and love Michael Jordan. Don't like golf at all. Love watching Tiger Woods play.
1: Want him to win. Rooting for him. Want him to win. Always. I'm just a guy, man. I'm just a fucking guy. And I live in me.
0: Like I have to live inside of me. You ever think about that? Dude, check this out. I'm about to crack the I'm about to crack this can and Pass it around. Mm. So I hope you came thirsty. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come, I am parched. Uh. What's here? What's the thing? So I've been doing this morning meditation, uh, waking up with Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. So after you've been doing it for a while, he like at first is like concentrating on your breathing. It's just 10 minutes every day. And then at some point, he's like, open your eyes and start meditating. And then now you're opening your eyes and you're looking, he's like, what? Imagine your head's not there and you're just experiencing reality. Where's your attention coming from? And it's called like being headless. Like you don't have a head and you're just experiencing. And now I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm a TV. Bobby Schneider <laughs> is a TV. And I'm watching the world the, through me. I'm the TV and whatever conscious thing is is watching the world through me. Dude (laughs) holy motherfucker dude
1: try that I'm not making fun of you I'm just because guess what you get to do
0: with the TV what do you get to do? Change the channel? Turn it on? Turn it off? Go to Best Buy and get a better TV (laughs) (laughs) at some point yeah, you, ch- you chuck it in the trash. Cause nobody wants to watch that TV, that old TV with the with all the stuff in it.
1: Anytime I've ever bought new pants or new shoes at the store, I want to wear them out. The the idea of not wearing them out in from the store, putting the old shit on. Wait, wait, dude, wait, 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 wait. wait dude, that's wait, a wait, that's
0: a young man's game. I don't think I've bought a shoe in the last 20 years. Let me say the last 10 years for sure that I have not worn out. (laughs) Let me understand this. I don't put on the old shoes once I put on the new shoes. The old thing is the old... Because here's what the old shoe is. It's
1: the old you who I hate. I hate the old me that wore these shoes into here. That guy's a monster and he's dead to me. He's dead. And then there's always that moment where I'm like, hey, can I wear these out of here? They're never gonna say no, but they gotta get the ta- gotta get the tags off and everything. And then I'm like, and then some of my friends when I'm on tour and I do that, they're like, "Oh, you're wearing the new thing
0: out." And I'm like, "Huh? I was gonna put on the old shitty pants when these pants are the new me." This is what I will do sometimes because you know this as I, as well as I do because we on another show we'll talk about the queso okay, wet jeans. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> is it queso <laughs> what what were those jeans it called? was queso what yeah. queso what jeans anyways we'll talk about that next time but your stuff gets a little grimy yeah it can get a little grimy. i i i bring one pair of pants on the road if i if it's three weeks i have one pair of pants if it's three weeks i have two shirts one pair of pants and i have two weeks worth of underwear that's what i'm bringing make it three months one pair of pants three months one pair of pants two shirts and a month's worth of underwear Right, yeah. (laughs) Like, I like to have a fresh pair of underwear every fucking day. I mean, I'm not a goddamn monster. But here's the deal. Sometimes what I'll do, just to be kind to the cashier, is I'll I'll go, I'm buying these shoes, and I'll show them, and I'll pay for them. But now I'm going back into this (laughs) dressing room, and I'm putting all this shit on, Yeah. and then I'm going to walk out of the store. So I'm not leaving the store with my old shit. The thought of it's almost unbearable,
1: because there's something spiritual- there's just something else happening. It's hard to explain the way you feel because you feel like, how have I not always been wearing these new clothes? It just feels like, Ugh. who was the guy that walked in here 30 minutes ago without this cool new shit? It's depressing or something.
0: I don't think you buy white shoes, but I, for a long time, would only buy white shoes. When you walk out of a store wearing a brand new pair of white shoes, mm mm-hmm. All things. Things are okay for a minute. All the things that used to be impossible. All the doors that were locked. <laughs> They're and bolted, wide
1: open. I know.
0: All of those doors are wide open. And there's air conditioning coming from inside of those doors and hitting your face, blowing over your face, caressing your face with possibilities.
1: There's music playing, and it's the most beautiful song you've ever heard. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. The sun's setting, and you're you're kind of bouncing up and down, and then you realize... What's happening? Oh. You're not even walking. You've been hoisted on the shoulders of the masses. You're a hero. And everyone loves you. And God, and God's love washes over you like
0: a fucking fountain of love. Am I on the moon? Did the earth shrink to the size of the moon? Because when I take a step, I'm not even sure if I'm ever going to come back down and touch the ground again. Mm-mm. I'm like, I might be going off into the stars forever. Oh, there's gravity barely kicking in. And I've just touched the ground a little bit.
1: My phone's ringing and it's Michael Jordan because guess what? We're best friends now. And he wants me me over in Malibu to have a fucking Macanudo
0: and play a little cards. Play a little cards. And then what happens is you go through a little puddle or something. And then you get a little, just a little on there. And then a little bit of pee comes out, gets on the jeans. <laughs> you don't wipe your butt very good. Whatever it is, right. you fucking get in the van, slide into somebody's, somebody had a Dorito bag there or something. And then and the moment's gone. It falls apart. Well, and then. It f- falls yeah, apart. It's but over. there's another, there's another uh, Marshalls somewhere down the road waiting for you. TJ Maxx or whatever. Coles. Ross for less it's a series Ross dressed for less how much how many band members have kept Ross dressed for less in business over the years dude when you stop when you're on the tour bus you're stopping at at a at a mall and you look out and you see a Ross you're like I'm going in everybody. There. Dude, it's name brands. It's name brands at rock bottom prices. Rock bottom.
1: Because you're at rock bottom dude, soul.
0: Dude, it's the shit they can't sell. Because
1: there's because it took it took me years to realize this it Because it's fucked up. It doesn't fit. That's right.
0: Like, shit. Dude, you you're like, how are they selling this Calvin Klein shirt for seven dollars? And then you fucking put it on, you're like, it looks great. And then you actually wear it for a second, and you realize, oh, there's a third arm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they're weird. Always are. There's something like something's going on.
1: Anyway, phone calls for some reason it's like someone knocking on your door. They feel scary for some reason. Like I just it doesn't happen anymore. But I remember when, yeah, a phone call meant there was a world of possible of possibilities and, and yeah. magic. Yeah. And if a phone rang, it was like really exciting. And I remember even when. You'd rarely get a text message. Text message was just needed to get you some info real quick, but I wasn't, I remember having a phone that I never looked at because nothing ever really happened on it unless I was making a call. Right. And now well, there, texting
0: is how people primarily communicate. Well, there was a time. There was a time. There was a time, and the people that are my age know this time, mm-hmm. where nobody had a cell phone and there was a time before caller ID. I remember I had to buy a thing That I'd plug my phone into, and that would tell me who was calling. Yeah, I had that. But before that, the phone would ring, and you would know
1: who was calling. But you didn't care, because it it more than didn't meant something nice was going to happen. Well, nine times out of ten, it was somebody
0: that you wanted to call you. And you were like, hey, I'm having a good time talking on the phone. Yeah, and every once in a while, somebody would call and be like, hey, I'm calling from the polling place or whatever. And you'd go... Oh, I can fuck with this guy or hang up or whatever. But most of the calls were great. We're friends. I miss that. It was exciting. Dude, how about this one? There was a time when like, somebody, if they knocked on your door, that was good. That was friends that came over that you didn't know were coming over. They called it company. Company, right. They're like, don't eat that cake. That's for company. Right. But now, dude, if somebody knocks on your door now and you don't know exactly who it is, what are you feeling? I'm feeling really good about the fact that I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> Did I uh, when that door when when I hear this?
1: Horrible dude, can't be good.
0: I'm feeling his pure dread. <laughs> <I know. laughs> There's nothing like what the fu- who the fuck is coming to my house? I know. Nobody's
1: coming to my house. I know. I, I feel the same way. We screenmaster five thousand that shit.
0: Is that some sort of doorbell with a eyeball no it's just uh it just means
1: not answer (laughs) i screen it i don't answer the door (laughs) i i I peek out through the peaky peak and i go "Mm,
0: not today there is this thing lately where if somebody knocks on the door rings the doorbell they're just leaving a package so that actually now has turned around to where it could be something cool Uh, i know i have a door where you can see if there's something on the other side it's like hazy glass or something and so I'll look and I go, oh, there's nobody there. So that means a package is waiting. I have the blinds in my studio strategically slit so that I can see out, no one can see in, and I prefer it that way. Yeah. But I'm not
1: answering the fucking door, man. There's no good news anymore. We're at an age where what there's what no, there's nothing what could it be that's good? You want a million dollars? Are people still going door to door with big oversized checks saying, well, you want a million dollars?
0: Nobody's coming with good news. No, dude, they're showing up and saying, you owe the IRS a million dollars. Well, like I said, there is this new thing where people are dropping off packages like little Santa's elves. So for me, actually, it has kind of turned around a little. Think think about
1: this. Think about Christmas carolers. These are people. Oh, right. Who gather in groups and they're like, you know, it'd be a really good idea. Let's go sing in front of people's houses and then their family will come outside awkwardly and stand there and nod and smile until we leave. And then, they, then they're going to worry if they have to tip us and stuff. And then we'll say, no, no, we're doing it. With, it's the Christmas
0: spirit with which we sing. I love Christmas carols. Bro. by the If you've got the, the good bones in your heart still, if you've got enough solid good bones left in your heart that aren't broken, enough to go around and sing songs to strangers i'm 100 percent for that where do you think i fall on the uh on the on the bone meter on that if, if there's a line and there's people on one side of the line or the other side of the line you and me are on the same side <laughs> it's called no bone left unbroken <laughs> There's no no bones in either of our hearts that haven't been well, I think really what happened, seriously broken yeah, and then rebroken.
1: I, well, yeah, they were broken centuries ago. But what happened is the world said, well, the bones have been broken forever, but maybe we could take the bone, the broken bits of bone, and turn them into powder. Let's try that for a couple of decades. <laughs> then they took the powder and said, ah, fuck. Maybe can we set the powder on fire? Like, how do we fuck this powder up hard? And they're constantly finding new ways to, to to take take our souls and destroy them. So well, we won't be singing any Christmas carols anytime soon, bro. Although I could see a possible world where me and you go do it in a, either, either in a bit of irony I or can't. a desperate attempt to discover some something new and magical and joyful as no. an experiment. I can no see way. me and you doing it. I can see
0: us doing I it. I can see you maybe doing it. I know there's – because here's why I know that. Okay. Because every Christmas, guess who goes caroling? Papa and Mama Schneider. Oh, I can see and that. My parents every year are caroling. Wow. They're like, hey, you want to come caroling with us? I can totally see that, dude. I'm like, mm, let me think about that for let me think about that for the rest <laughs> of my life. Okay. I've okay. thought about it. The
1: answer is no. Hey, would you mind letting me think about that? Um, let me get back to you when I die for the rest of my life. Hold on. They ask me every year if I want to go
0: caroling. You should go do it and surprise yourself and just see what's under that stone. Dude, I have neighbors in my neighborhood who go caroling. And they asked the first couple of years, they asked me if I want to go caroling. And I said, no. And now they're <laughs> like, now they do this thing where they're like, hey, we're caroling. We're going to come by your house. Oh, and I'm torture. like, you can come by, but I ain't going to see you.
1: Or hear you? Yeah, you know why? Because you just installed the ScreenMaster Five Thousand.
0: <laughs> no, I would. The, I did run into them one night while I was driving, like maybe, maybe it might have been like driving to Saxon Pub, but they were out caroling, caroling. <laughs> and guess what caroling ter- means to them? What? Getting literally blind drunk. Okay. These people were. F'd up, dude. It's so the Irish version of Carolyn. Yeah, so they were like... I think it was just an excuse to get real hammered and then go sing. I'm not... Guess who I don't like to hang out with? Super drunk people. Right, 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 right. So guess who I also don't like to hang out with? Anybody. <laughs> Super sober <laughs> people. No, all people. You probably, You probably had to hang out with me a few times when I was pretty drunk. But for the most part... Yeah, but here's the thing. Some people are fun to hang out with when they're drunk and some people are not. And you fall into the former
1: category. Well, we had a lot of nights at your house working on records or tours or whatever where I would just have a bottle or two of wine over there and we would be just
0: getting into shit all night. That was fun. Here's the funny thing. You you used to stay over at the house sometimes. And like I've always kept until, until I got married recently, I always had alcohol in my house. Now I don't ever keep alcohol in my house because, because sometimes things get a little dicey. But back before I was married, I always had alcohol in the house. Right. In case someone was there <laughs> that wanted to have a cocktail or whatever. Yeah. And like, I think I had like a bottle of vodka in the freeze. Maybe I had something else in it, maybe some tequila in the fridge. whatever. There was just alcohol around the house and it would just stay there for years, sometimes months, years, whatever. Cause I don't ever have company or whatever. And then you would come over occasionally. And then after, I just noticed like after a year or something, I was like, somebody came over and I'm like, and they're like, hey, do you got something to drink? I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I got tons of stuff. <laughs> I just started looking and there was no, there was no alcohol. Yeah. All the places I had stashed it, there was none to be found.
1: Dude, what's funny too is I don't even know why this would have been the case, but I remember sometimes too, I'd be over there. And I would just stay in that room for like 10 hours.
0: I wouldn't even- Oh, I know, dude. You would just be in there. You'd have your computer and the door would be closed. And I'd be like, well, he doesn't want to be disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) And I was fine.
1: I'm fine with it. What's so weird is it, I don't, what was I, I don't even know what I was doing. I was a grown up. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I really, I mean, I was working on music and who, God, who knows, watching movies. Jesus. I don't
0: know. Well, there is this weird thing that I don't think people understand when you're in a band and you're playing together- it's almost like you become institutionalized after a while, because part of the deal is to not get in other people's space for long periods of the day. Yeah. Now there are times when when you're like, okay, this is the hang time, and you you get a sense of when the hang time is, and then when it's not hang time, you really try not to disturb anybody or right. or because you're in close quarters. And anytime you're around somebody who doesn't know how to do that. It's excruciating. Yeah. Oh, it's the word. And you're, just, and you can't say anything because they're just being nice. But every part of your being is like, don't talk. <laughs> don't get away from it.
1: Dude, me. I remember doing a, a, a van gig. It was like a one-off where we were all driving to some festival in Chattanooga. Just one pickup band full of Nashville cats we all kind of knew each other but not that well it was like super early seven in the morning we're all crammed into a van i'm papa bearing it i'm driving i was going to just drive us there because i have anxiety about traveling when i'm not driving the dude the fucking really eager little a dude exactly like what we're talking about dude this dude does not get how to be a good hang he hops up in the front seat before i'm even pulling out of the driveway he's like hey man you mind if i play something on the ipod <laughs>
0: and oh my god and you know those i I, I, might as well have just said do you mind if i take this knife
1: and (laughs) chop off one of your arms well listen to what he wanted to play dude it gets worse because if he'd have been like hey man you mind if i put on some fucking sun kill moon you know for the first hour and or whatever like you mind if i put on some pink floor you know he could have put on something nice like setting the tone in a van i don't know if you remember this in your van days but if you're gonna set the tone musically you better have someone that's knows how to fucking do that job, dude. Dude, here's how i set the tone no music yeah zero quiet. you want yeah, to listen yeah. to music
0: put in your headphones
1: totally i'm i'm totally with you too on that but anyway so this fucking he hops in hey man, mind if, I, mind if i plug i'm like trying to pack a trailer out of a fucking driveway i'm like yeah dude whatever you know he's like all right well first of all it's really <laughs> first of all it's really long <laughs> <laughs> this oh my is God. like a skit of what you would be the worst, but he's, this is totally right. He's like, all right, first of all, it's really long and it's two parts, but you have to listen to the first part before you hear the second part. And I'm, I'm already deciding, oh my God. I'm going to be mean to this guy. Like, I'm not going to, yeah, yeah. I just met him and you, he's a pretty we, well, you're we, going to do him a favor. Well, no, no. And him. I did. I, that's how I saw it too, but I'm already deciding like, okay, I, I'm not going to be able to, <laughs> I'm a, he, he, you know, I'm not going to be able to bring this in for a landing. I can tell. Right. Cause he goes, it's super long and it's two parts. And I'm like, all right. And he puts it in. And what it is is, but this only lasted about 10 seconds because I shut this shit down quick. It was like (laughs) a preacher giving a hell fire and brimstone sermon, which that's part one, 10 minutes long. So then he's like, and the second part is some producer auto tuned that and put it to a beat. And I was like, hey, man, it's fucking 7 a.m. I'm not listening to that shit. (laughs) I was like, and it kind of bummed him out. I was like, I'm not fucking listening to that, bro vetoed no and oh my god i did do him a favor but that made for a very awkward three hours but i mean he came in he came in hot and shit the bed and everyone was grateful that i shut it down no one wants to hear that shit don't play anything funny you know play something vibey that people can ignore if you're gonna do it
0: well the thing you learn is like don't show anybody anything nobody wants to see anything Nobody wants to hear anything, see anything, be shown anything, be told anything. That's band 101.
1: This is me. Every time someone says to show me, say, hey, dude, look at this. This is me right after that. How long is it? And now, here's what that question is meant. Here's the message that question is meant to send. Because I don't care how long it is. Any two right. seconds is too long. Right. What the question meant to <laughs> translate is, I'm not into it, bro. Two
0: seconds is too long. It's true. Dude, I- I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to mention who this is. We both know who it is. (laughs) (laughs) We both know who it is. I'm not going to mention it, but here's what happens too often with me. I'm in the van, in the sprinter, and then I hear this. (laughs) And all it is, is somebody saying, please, please, please. Somebody ask me what I'm laughing about. Right, right, right. And this is everybody else. Everybody in the van is like this. Stone cold, <laughs> quiet. <laughs> nobody turns around. Nobody reacts. Nobody moves. <laughs> nobody looks in the direction of the laughter. Everybody just looks straight ahead like we're smoking a joint in a car and there's a cop right next to us with his, <laughs> with his lights going. Right. Because nobody wants to say what are you laughing at? And nobody does. And so eventually the cop cruises on down the road. And then we're like, we made it that one until (laughs) you look in your rear view and there's another. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, Oh, motherfucker. Right. Or maybe they up the ante or they're like, I can't believe it.
1: They'll throw out a
0: man. And, And never, never once, in years and years and years, never once has anybody gone, oh, what are you laughing at? Ever. Right. Because everybody that's, everybody that's in my organization, we're fucking hard. We're like
1: road horn. Well, and here's the deal too, man. We all, we all have plenty of shit we like to look at, to look at. Like, we're not like sitting around like, gosh, I wish someone would send me a YouTube video of a fucking.
0: Dude. We're all looking at shit that's amazing
1: and never 100% tailored to our preferences because we chose it.
0: Yeah. And none of us are like, oh, I bet you somebody else would want to see this.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. We're all like,
0: nobody, nobody gives a fuck about this because they all got their own shit.
1: A dude I toured with uh, for a long time on the bus, man. He was the king of like, hey, man, look at this. And he he would get like really butthurt when I'd be like, how long is it, man? And I would, I would always be like, "Hey, man, just text it to me, and I'll watch it on my own time later in the bunk or some or
0: never, dude." Here's what you do. Here's what you. Here's how you avoided all of that because I've never. You're always super nice, and you're always very. You're you're you you make it sound like you're you're. But here's what you do. You stay in your bunk, dude. Oh yeah, I don't. You never. are bunk bound, and then if you get out of your bunk, it's only because we just stopped somewhere, and then you're <laughs> out for a second, and then you're back in the bunk. Yeah. Which is the best. That's the best way to do it. Stay in the bunk or stay somewhere where people can't
1: get. I like it in there. Uh, There's an AC. There's, I have all the vents pointed right at my fucking face. Yeah. And I can plug all my gadgets in.
0: I got Wi-Fi. Why am I getting out of the fucking bunk? Well, here's the thing. There's all the time from when you stop at the venue and you got to load out until the last little sip. It goes into the into the semi-passed out, semi-conscious body. <laughs> that's all That's all party and hanging out time. Yeah. Everything up until that point? Private time. Private time. You have to have that. I mean, I guess there's some young bands that don't respect that time, but I, I've never been a part of that. I've been called for gigs
1: before. I won't say who the artists are because people will know who they are, but where they have a reputation is like a big party band. And I was like, I can't do it, you know, like, right. uh, because I'll tell you this, if you are in a kind of a party crew, but you're the bunk rat, which is, you're absolutely right. I'm a total bunk rat. That vibe makes people feel weird. They don't like the bunk rat vibe when they're partying. You know what I mean? It makes them feel like it's some sort of mirror for how they're behaving. And then you're a prude or something. So I wouldn't even laugh. They wouldn't even like me, but I know I would hate it too, because there are stories about this band. Like, if you go get in your bunk, they drag you out and make you do a shot. And I'm like, dude. I don't want anyone touching me.
0: I I haven't had a drink since 95, but I love hanging out with people who know how to drink and have a good time and party and do all that. And that, and all, all of every band I've ever had, there've been, you know, people are drinking, having a good time. That part's great. But now I was on tour one time with the bowling for soup guys in England. And that's what you're talking about. Like these guys, it was the road manager, it was the two lead guys. So it's it's it was those two guys, the road manager, a merch guy. So four of those guys and me <clears throat> on kind of a tiny European bus. Have you ever done those European tours with those yeah. weird little... It's like a regular tour bus, but kind of shrunk down. Yeah, yeah. And those dudes would drink... So there's four guys. I'm not drinking. They drank five bottles of vodka a day. Wow. A day, dude. Now... All I did was hide
1: in the bunk. But did it become kind of a thing? Was did it did it alienate you from them or did they see it that way or
0: was it fine? I don't think they remembered being on tour. <laughs> the first night that I was on that on that bus, we were in Scotland, Glasgow maybe. The first night some girl ended up on the bus, passed out in the bathroom with Jeez. the door locked. Jesus Christ. And the tour manager had to break the door down to get her out. By the way, From that moment on, for the rest of the tour, no door on the toilet. So that's fun. My (laughs) bunk's right across from the toilet. So that's first thing, first night. Then they get this girl who's passed out. They get her up, get her the fuck off the bus. And then as soon as she gets, like as soon as her foot, I think she was barefoot. As soon as her barefoot Scottish foot touches the ground of her homeland, (laughs) she fucking... (laughs) She fucking snaps, snaps awake.
1: Broke the spell, huh?
0: And just proceeds to punch the fucking tour manager right in the face with her fist. Just, but bam. Wow. And then runs off barefoot into the Scottish (laughs) Highlands. Never to be seen again, dude. And that was the first night of that tour. Yeah. Set the tone, This is going to suck, dude. And then. Every day we would play these shows. They would fucking party. I would hang out with those guys literally for five minutes. I was like, I can't stand it. Even though they're nice guys, they were all nice, super nice, but just when they would get so drunk, they, you know, like when people get so drunk, Horrible. they just start just being boring. At worst, they become confrontational and violent. At best, mm-hmm. just straight boring. Right. So it wasn't fun. So I would just get, get in the bunk and try to like, just hang out in there, even though I wasn't sleeping. Just get through it. And then the bus driver would drive to the next town, and then wherever we were staying, it was all in England, he would get to the next town and then shut the bus off. He wouldn't park the bus and let all the air conditioning go and everything like they do in the States. You know, when the, Yeah, when you
1: leave you leave the generator on and yeah. everything's
0: on. The air conditioner's on, all the power's on, everything's cool. And it's like a little hotel that you're in. Yeah. He would drive to wherever the fuck we were going. And England, we'd get there at like three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, wherever we were going. And now he would power the bus down and everybody would start off gassing. <laughs> the bus the bus would heat up to about 80, 90, 100 mm. degrees.
1: A bus will get fucking hot if they turn the AC As up. the
0: sun, yeah, as the sun rises. Are you reciting and- a poem? You're reciting a poem now. <laughs> yeah, as the sun would rise- as the sun rises, you would smell the alcohol coming out of these people' farts, <laughs> th- uh, just chemicals from the bus coming into the air. No circulation. It's a wonderful like soup. it's a t- fucking it's a tomb. It's like <laughs> somebody put you in a fucking shoe and then paper mache the shoe shut and then put it in the sun to bake.
1: Right. It gets real gross real quick.
0: Oh my god, dude! I would so I would get up at like seven thirty eight in the morning every morning and just get off the bus because the bus was. And I, I'm telling you, man, I came off of that tour. I had some sort of chest. I had some kind of like cough that lasted for like six months. Jesus. And I was convinced because I had gotten a, I'd met a lovely lady in one of those Scottish towns. And she had uh we were we were getting to know each other and she had uh, she decided that she, she decided that she wanted to explore my uh Here penis with her, my, with her mouth with her mouth. Boy. <laughs> she wanted to take a she wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> and she did. And so and then I was dating a girl at the time, uh, which was not cool, but She was like, hey, just want you to know that Scotland has the highest incidence of AIDS of anywhere in in Europe. And so that was the only thing that happened on that whole tour. But when I got back, I had this cough and I was 100% convinced that I had acquired AIDS from this little transaction. Uh, It wasn't a transaction. It was a a little search and destroy mission (laughs) that she did with her mouth (laughs) and my junk. And uh, because, I mean, obviously this chick... It wasn't like that was the only time that that had ever happened with her. I mean, I, I have a feeling it was a, it was a nightly occurrence. Sure. So I get back and I, I go to my doctor and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've got AIDS because of this thing that, you know, I got this BJ from this Scottish chick. And he was like, well, that's not the way that's not the <laughs> way it works. <laughs> but I'll, I will give you an AIDS test. But I'll put and, my hand up your ass anyway, if that's what you need, Bob. He goes, I will I will blow you. <laughs> so he blows me. Which was our usual thing with the doctor. Right. No, he so he gives me an AIDS test. Didn't have AIDS. But I had this fucking cough that lasted like six months from being on this weird tour on this bus where I don't know what I was breathing in, but whatever I was breathing in caused a crazy, crazy.
1: Dude, when I toured Scotland, we played in like this crazy old, the venue was like this crazy gothic church thing. It was really cool. And afterwards, and I don't mean to, this is just what happened to me, okay? So I'm not trying to stereotype Scottish people. This is just something that happened to me. I'm talking to these two dudes after the show, man. And we're talking. We're having a fucking conversation. Yeah. I cannot understand what they're saying. I can't understand what they're saying. It's garbage, dude. They have garbage mouth in Scotland. (laughs) And I'm, I'm like, using context clues, and I'm, like, my empathy levels are, like, I'm, like, trying to use body language. Because they're saying, I'm imagining they're saying things like, Good show. Are you enjoying your time in the UK? What kind of, you know, I'm just imagining. And so I'm nodding and smiling and maybe talking about things they didn't ask me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a, my guitar's a Gibson ES335 because they kind of motioned about, you know. And at one point, maybe 10 minutes in, this it was a father and son who came to the gig. And the son goes, and I heard him say this. He goes, you don't understand anything we're saying, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. Bye. Loved it. <laughs> because he just gave me a way out he's like you don't understand this do you and i was like "No, yeah. bye bye that night the band and i went to a bar in Gla- glasgow glasgow however you say it, yeah glasgow and i'm telling you man the vibe was pretty weird in there like just kind of bellying up to the bar to get a drink like it got really dicey with some of the patrons in there and i went back to her real table, dicey I, dude they were just looking for trouble bro and I and you know i was raised in the south bro I, i've seen a, and i've been playing in cover bands, bar bands since i was like 15 i've seen a lot of shit i can kind of hold my own with that crazy shit but the vibe was so weird there that i went and told the band members i was like hey we got to get the fuck out of here like we seriously have to split it's gonna get
0: weird here yeah i feel like their whole deal in scotland is like well let's do heroin let's beat each other half to death <laughs> and let's Fill our mouths with marbles and (laughs) just not make any sense. Dude, I'm telling you, man, that chick that I was talking to, like, she was pretty cute. And then she would start talking and it literally, would. this is what it sounded like. I'm like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, don't talk.
1: Translation, Stephanie.
0: Do me a favor
1: and don't talk anymore. (laughs) There we go. Well... (laughs) This was our 100th episode, so I mean, this, oh, is, no, really? this is kind of a milestone. Jesus.
0: I was—I wish it was a better episode. <laughs> I think the episode's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Inside scoop. Inside, hey, inside scoop. <laughs> Why are you saying inside scoop? Because people got the inside scoop of what it's like to be in a band.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, let me tell you this. I know this for a fact, okay? People love hearing me and you talk about what it's like being us they i'm telling you and i'm leaving this in the episode too because i know it to be 100 true they love it yeah they do well it's been a fun ride 100 episodes i mean we're not slowing down anytime soon that's a fact that's crazy man who'd have thunk i imagined when we started we'd probably hit 100 many people start podcasts and do not make it past 15 or 20 episodes bro
0: takes a lot of dedication i've started a few podcasts they all end at about two podcasts well we're ninety eight more than that, and it feels like we're just getting going like it it doesn't even it feels like we're we're five minutes into the first podcast.
1: you know what we can announce here as a as a special consolation for a hundred episodes is uh we're gonna have t-shirts soon, so oh, yeah. we we'll, we'll be announcing that through the social, so you do need to go follow us on Instagram and Twitter and face whatever all the shit because that's where you're gonna find out how to get these t-shirts they're gonna be limited.
0: you also need to go out and you need to tell your friends. You need to proselytize. You need to be a little apostle of the I'm okay, you're okay. And go out door to door, if necessary, the way, it's not the heart, the, who's the, who are the guys that come door to door? Mormons and not Jehovah's the Mormons, Witnesses. The other ones. Jehovah's Jehovah. Witnesses. You need to be like the Jehovah's Witness and go door to door in your neighborhood and go, hey, have you heard I'm okay, you're okay? I'm not okay, you're not okay. Because if you haven't, you need to check it out. And then also, then you say. You got to listen to all 100 episodes, and then you got to listen to all 100 episodes auto-tuned.
1: <laughs> With a beat on it. Some producer put a beat on it and auto-tune it. You can also watch all the videos of this uh, over on Patreon. You can watch video episodes. Get oh, so you can watch content. the videos
0: on Patreon now? Absolutely. So if you've been enjoying the podcast, you can now watch it. With, watch us doing it, but only on Patreon? It's only not on, on YouTube? Patreon. Nope, it's not oh, on YouTube. Wow. Only on Patreon, you can watch but the video But I episodes. think eventually we're going to have to put these on YouTube, unfortunately. But right now, it's a very uh, Patreon-exclusive situation.
1: Well, we're going to kick it right now to The Secret Weekly. All right. We do appreciate all of you out there. We'll see you on the flip-flop next week. Everyone take care of yourselves, and, uh, and Godspeed. Peace. <laughs>